Well, it's just great to be together this morning and uh, share the word together. Uh, we're in our little series we've been doing called Transforming Your World. And um, we want to carry this morning this little card on your, your chair somewhere close by. It says, measure what matters. Measure what matters. And so uh, we just want to talk a little bit today about this whole issue of... Uh, of our relationships with people, about how we uh, treat one another, uh, about what God calls us to be in our relationships. And I just want to read a few verses from Matthew's chapter 7, just to set the scene for that. It says this, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your own eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. I want you to turn to someone close and say, oh great, he's speaking on hypocrisy this morning. Um, it's, a, it's an encouraging thing, isn't it? Um, just, uh, just want to really just kind of pick up from this kind of theme, these verses, really just uh, what, what Jesus would say to us. So far we've talked a little bit in this series about letting our light shine, about living in a, a way that brings the light of God into the world around us. And then last time we talked about focusing on him, about keeping our focus clear as followers of Christ, that actually um, there are so many things that would seek to distract us from being followers of Jesus today. And therefore, it's important for us to say, you know what, I'm giving myself to the purposes of God. I'm, I'm following after him. I'm taking hold of him. And uh, I'm not going to allow other things to take me away from that. And then today, we just uh, want to think about this whole issue of uh, this, this real, uh, it's amazing to me that Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, he, he covers so much ground, doesn't he? You know, it would be good for us to read the Sermon on the Mount every now and again, just to remind ourselves, actually, this is what someone who followed Jesus looks like. And so you get this, uh, this phrase of Jesus in the middle of it. He just goes, do not judge uh, or you will be judged, you know. And what, what, a, what a great thing to remind us of today. Actually, it's so easy for us to live with a judgmental spirit. Our world is full of judgment. And uh, we like it. You know, we like watching X Factor. And uh, seeing the buzzer go off, you know, especially when there's four buzzers, and you think, yeah, that was poor, they needed to get off the stage pretty quickly. You know, there's something in us that we assess and we judge people around us, and we see it in the way that we treat people and the way that we act, and it's deeper than the human spirit, and Jesus comes and says, actually, I want to talk to you about that, because if you want to enjoy life, you've got to get rid of a judgmental heart. You've got to get rid of a judgmental spirit, of a judgmental attitude, because into your relationships often come judgments that you make about one another, which really, actually, you have no right to make. And so Jesus starts to nail us on that straight away. He starts to speak into our hearts and into our lives and saying, you know what, I need you to think about that. You see, our world divides itself into judging others, judging motives. Do you ever think you know the motives of other people? Friends, you don't. It's scary, isn't it? We judge the actions of others. We judge the, the, uh, the way that other people dress. We judge the other way that people present themselves. We're, we're obsessed with making judgments about people. But actually, Jesus tells us that we should spend that time uh, uh, looking at ourselves. And he strongly says to us, actually, you need to be thinking about who you are and what you do. See, how we judge people changes how we treat people. And if we don't judge right then actually we act wrong towards people. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? You're all sitting looking at me going, oh, that never happens in my life. No, 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 no. 
It does, doesn't it? We judge people. We respond to people. We treat people differently because we make judgments about them. And actually, Jesus comes and says, actually, I, I, if you're going to follow me, then you've got to learn not to judge anyone, really, apart from yourselves. And I want to talk about that, to measure what matters, to understand what that means, to cultivate a different way of life. Jesus warns us that we will find ourselves being judged by the way that we ourselves judge and act towards other people. That's a bit scary, isn't it? Or is it just me? Come on, church, let's be honest today. It's a bit scary. Uh, because actually, when you think of how we mistreat and misread other people, and then how our actions can be based upon that, actually, we, we enter into, wow, I'm not sure I want to be measured the way that I've measured other people. And so Jesus comes and he talks to us, you know, and this is the fun, see, the, here's the truth, church. If we're going to follow Christ, you see, we're not just called to believe in him, we're called to follow him. And if we're going to follow him, then actually we have to take his word seriously. And one of the things he seriously deal, deals with is, is judgmentalism. And judgmentalism is rife in our world. So therefore, the people of God have to start to develop a different mentality and spirit in how we treat people. And so we don't treat people according to the ways of this world. But actually, we develop a different mentality. We measure what matters in our lives and in other people's lives. The Lord says, think about the measure you use. Are you generous? Are you gracious? Are you forgiving? Are you uh, complimentary? Do you think good? Or are you stingy or miserable or putting people down or judging? Or always have the, you know, are you always known for having the, the negative word rather than the positive word? We all know someone like that, don't we? I'm looking at some of you right now. <laughs> joking, all right, I'm joking. See, I'm known for saying the wrong thing in the right place. We're all, we all known for it, and we've got to try and decide, you know, I'm going to listen to and, and take responsibility. Because here's the truth. We want everybody else to be different, and we don't want to change. Hello. <laughs> we want everybody else to be different, and we don't want to change. We want everybody else to conform to us, to, to, you know, to look after us. But actually, we don't want to actually conform to be with others. And Jesus calls us to think about how we act towards one another and to measure what matters in our lives. And so I want to talk about three things you need to measure today. First is this. You need to measure what God has done in your life. See, it starts with getting our unit of measurement right. I was reading a book this week, and, um, and the guy in there said that when he was young, he was, his dad and him were building a fence, and his dad cut him a, a section of wood and said, this is going to be the spacer. I'm going to put the, the, the poles up. This is going to be the spacer, you know, as a picket fence. He said, so you cut all these bits of wood using the spacer. So he cut the first bit of wood using the spacer, and then the bit that his dad had given him, he put down, and he picked up the bit that he cut, and then he measured with that one and cut it down. And, and as he went along, of course, what happened was the bit got longer and longer and longer. And his dad stepped back after working all morning and looked at the fence, and nothing was even. And he said, how did this happen? Didn't you use the spacer I gave you? He said, well, I started with the spacer, and then I went to the bit that I cut, and then I went to the bit that I cut. And then, I, it's not good, is it, John? Don't crack. It's not good, is it? But, you see, what happened was his unit of measurement changed, and because he didn't use the right unit of measurement, actually everything else was out. Hey, that's a description of how, when we measure people, if we don't get our measurement right, everything changes. The Bible's unit of measurement, listen, is love. For God so loved the world 
How great is the love the Father has lavished upon us. The Bible's unit of measurement is love. And so therefore, when we start to measure our relationships, we have to do it with the unit of love. If we use anything else, if we use judgment, friends, it destroys relationships. If we use criticism, it destroys. If we use impatience and unforgiveness, it destroys relationships. It breaks barriers. It pulls it down. Love changes things. And so we have to come and say, you know what? I need to measure what God has done for me. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are. Isn't it amazing that God has loved us and accepted us just as we are? Isn't it an amazing thing? You know, I I, I don't know about you. You just have to look around the room and think, wow, God loves them. And then you have to look at the mirror and think, wow, God loves me. Isn't it an amazing thing that God reaches out to us? His measurement of us is that he loves us and he works for us. Psalm 103, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. Listen, he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. How does he measure? He measures in love. He doesn't measure in, well, you deserve this. How many of you know if God treated us as we deserve, we would be wretched people? So, so when we measure, we need to remember, actually, God's love has poured over my life. When we measure out and in terms of our relationships with others, we've got to remember the starting place for how I treat other people is not what they've done, but it's what God's done in my life. See, when that's your measurement, everything else changes. I'm not saying that's easy, friends. I, I, I'm not saying that's straightforward. What I'm saying is, it's, it's how a Christian lives. And so sometimes you're going to have to say, hey, I don't like this. I'm not sure they've treated me very well. But I know that if I'm going to respond as a follower of Christ, I've now got to measure by God's measurement, not by my own. I've got to measure by what Jesus has done for me and in my life. I've got to measure by the abounding love of God. John says his love is lavish. Samus says his love abounds to us. And so understanding that love is the foundation of being able to uh, love and accept others. Jesus said of the woman who, who washed his feet with her hair, she who has forgiven much loves much. If you understand that God's forgiven you, if you understand what your sin has done, that's placed you before God, if you understand that he has not treated you as your sins deserve, then actually that measurement of love can begin to be real in your life because you understand it and take hold of it and start to facilitate it into people's lives that they deserve. It's what the Bible calls grace. Undeserved favor. Undeserved goodness of God poured into our lives. So when you have a relationship issue, it's not about whether people deserve you telling them what they need to be told. It's about how much grace you can put into their lives. See, that's a different measurement, isn't it? See, don't you ever get to, don't you ever tell you, you know, don't you ever find yourself going, just wait till I get hold of them. I'm going to tell them what I think. Just me, huh? I'm going to, I'm going to give it them good Jesus says, judge not, lest you be judged. Could it possibly be that some of the stuff that comes into our life is coming into our lives because actually the way we treat other people produces it? That the measure that we've used is what is being measured out to us. And so what I suggest is that we have to measure 
what God has done for us. And we have to understand that measure. We have to say, hey, you know what? How vast and wide and deep and high is the love of God? It's beyond anything I've experienced. It's beyond anything that's been done to me. It's beyond anything that's been pouring over my life. It's the grace of God that rests upon me. And I'm going to live in the peace and the truth of it. Amazing grace. We just sang it. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And so we have to come and live with a sense of, you know what, Lord, uh, in my dealings with other people, I'm first going to get the right measure. Lord, the measure of my life is love. It's not reaction. It's not judgment. It's not criticism. It's not anger. Friends, I'm not saying this is easy. I'm just saying this is what Jesus has done for us. So sometimes we need to benefit from learning from him. When they spoke against him, he didn't even open his mouth. You know, sometimes we need to learn from Jesus, didn't he? When he was spoken against, he didn't open his mouth. Sometimes opening your mouth is the right thing to do, but often it just makes things worse. Anybody been there? So we need to come and understand that, this measure. I'm going to measure what God has done in my life. Because if God can forgive me, then actually I surely can learn to forgive others. Remember the parable of the unmerciful servant who, who had his huge debt cancelled and then went out and grabbed his other fellow servant and says, you owe me a few quid, mate, and if you don't pay it, you're in real trouble. Now we think that's an outrageous story, but isn't it true that we can act just like that? And so we have to measure the love of God in our lives and in our circumstances. That's why Paul says, let's boast in the Lord, in his love, in his goodness to us. Second thing we have to measure is we have to measure our own attitudes and actions. He says, you hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. You know, we need to take responsibility for ourselves more than we need to work on other people. (laughs) <laughs> have you ever noticed? Isn't it easier to, to, to bear with your own weaknesses and to excuse your own weaknesses than it is to bear with the weaknesses of other people? Have you ever noticed? Well, that's just the way I am. I, I, I didn't mean it. It's just the way I am. But you, you meant it. <laughs> See, it's funny, isn't it? We, we, we so often can judge other people so quickly for being just the way they are, but we can let ourselves off for being the way we are. And the Bible teaches us, actually, we have to take responsibility for us. You see, the only person you can change is you. You can't change other people. And so you will have to decide, hey, I'm going to change differently. I'm going to act differently. I'm going to work differently. I'm going to respond differently. Was it Kev last week who talked about that scripture, that a gentle answer turns away wrath? It's a different measurement. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to measure me. When I get into a situation where things go wrong, I'm going to measure what I've done, not what other people have done. I'm going to measure how I'm responding. That's what I can control. That's what I can deal with. You can't take credit or responsibility for the actions of others because you can't control them. But you can take credit or responsibility for what you do. And so Jesus says, listen, in your relationships with other people, measure your own actions, not the actions of others. He says, first of all, take that plank out of your own eye. You know, sometimes if we could concentrate on the plank in our own eye, the specks in other people seem to get less. If we just think about ourselves and our own reactions, we can start to think, well, you know what? That's hardly worth mentioning compared to this. I was going to come and bring a plank and attach it to my face this morning, but I just didn't think that would help anybody. 
See, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, as we come to communion, it says this, but if we judged ourselves, we would not come under the judgment of God. Wow, what a verse. Actually says, you know what, if you would take responsibility for yourself and measure your own actions and be honest about it. See, that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's hard to be honest with yourself sometimes, isn't it? It's hard to really say, you know what, I, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have even thought like that. I should have challenged. You see, the trouble is, sometimes in me, it's I let it stand in my head. I think, well, but actually when I think it, it starts to come out. See, the Bible says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you need to measure what's going on sometimes in your head and say, hey, you know what, that's not a good attitude. Because if I don't challenge that attitude in my life, it'll come out in how I treat people and what I say to people. And sooner or later, it'll cause chaos. We've all found ourselves in chaos, haven't we? Have you ever found yourself in chaos over something you said? And you thought to yourself, I just wish. How did that come out? I've thought to myself, how did that come out? I have no idea. I have no idea that was deep down inside me. Why? Because actually God's calling us to measure our own actions, to think about it, to say, well, you know what? I've got to be careful here because I need to be different. Jesus told the story of the Pharisee, the religious worshiper now. He would have been in our church. And his prayer was something like this. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people. Robbers. Oh, come on. Evildoers. Adulterers. Or even like this tax collector. And he pointed to the guy over the other side of the church. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. You see, in his mind, he judged himself on the very superficial things. Have you ever noticed that we like to judge ourselves against people that we come off best? Don't you ever think? I love going into one of those, you know, uh, you ever been to one of those circus or fairgrounds, the Hall of Mirrors? I always head for the mirror that makes me look thin and tall. I'll put up with the funny head just to be thin and tall for a little while. Do you know what I mean? See, we love to compare ourselves with people who who make us look better, who make us feel better about ourselves. But the truth is, we should feel good about ourselves because we've made the right decision to be who God's called us to be. And so we measure our own actions, we measure our own attitudes. Because if your attitude is wrong here, you can't wait for somebody else to deal with it because they will deal with it roughly, friends. Have you ever experienced it? They'll point it out. They'll say, you know, and you'll get into all kinds of stuff. You've got to deal with it. And you say, you know what? I have a tendency. I realized when I've told this story before. I realized when I was a young teenager that I was a very sarcastic person. And I, and I, didn't, I was never a physical fighter, but I could kill anybody with my words. It didn't take much. It was just natural to me. And I realized that I was not going to have many friends in my life if I didn't change. Because all I spewed was, bah, bah, bah. And so I had consciously had to change over maybe a two-year period. I had to pull in my reactions to people because I thought to myself, if I don't change this, I'm always going to hurt people and I'm always going to be that bullshit bloke. Some of you are thinking, yeah, that's just about right. That's who you are. <laughs> I tell you, friends, this is the redeemed version. Come on. And it took a while to change, but I knew I had to change because I didn't want to be somebody who just went through life hurting people with my words because of my own problems, not theirs. See, that's where it comes from. It comes from our problems, not their problems. And their problems just bring out our problems and then we bleh. Or we judge or we think or we act. 
And so we have to deal with it. Now, I know, you know, I'm not here saying we're all terribly insecure, blah, blah, blah. I'm not here saying that. I'm just saying, you know, truthfully, when it comes to dealing with other people, we have to make sure that our own attitude is good and that our motives are pure. And so we have to try and change how we respond to the people around us. See, Jesus says, don't be concerned about others and measuring them, but measure your own life. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. See, see, that is what we have to measure ourselves by. Lord, is the fruit of the Spirit being developed in me? Lord, do I respond to people with kindness and gentleness? Because that's how Jesus responded to people. See, there's something in us that, that you know, I don't know, we, we, we respond the way we are and we want to justify it. But friends, it's not about justifying. It's about saying, am I becoming like Jesus in my responses? Am I patient with people? Am I kind in my thoughts? Am I gentle in dealing with the failures and the faults of others? By, by focusing on the fruit of the Spirit, we develop a different attitude. We come face to face with our own flaws and weaknesses, and we become more dependent upon the Lord to become like Him and to do what He's called us to do. Book of Galatians says this, If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. In other words, we measure our own actions and say, you know what? That's the right attitude. That's the attitude that God would have me have. Friends, you can't, re- you can't change how other people respond to that. Not everybody will like it. Not everybody will be happy about it. Not everybody people will give you peace about it. But you can say, you know what? This is what God has called me to do. And therefore, you can measure your own responses. And then thirdly, measure how you act towards others. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. There is a principle in the Bible, a principle of life called reaping and sowing. Sowing and reaping. And basically, you know, this principle is there in the scripture and it's, it's throughout everything. And uh, we, we know it and we talk about it all the time. But Jesus brings it into play here. He says, listen, with the measure that you use, in other words, what you sow, you will reap. If you sow this, you will reap it. The prophet, uh, Isaiah, I think it was, talked about if you, um, no, sorry, Hosea. He said, if you sow the wind, you will reap the whirlwind. That's pretty clear, isn't it? He says, if you sow... Um, you know, something that's destructive and something that's negative, then you will indeed reap it. If you sow um, to please the sinful nature, Paul says, then from the sinful nature you will reap destruction. In other words, if you live in this way, then actually it will bring a response in your life. And you can think, well, there's a way I can avoid that. But the truth is you can't avoid it in life. It will come to you. I know we don't like that. We, we want to believe that we're the exception. We want to believe that we can find our way around it. We want to believe that we can uh, work it out in our lives. But actually, it's a biblical principle in life. You see, you don't plant onions and get apples. You get onions. And if you, if you sow in, in your life uh, bitterness, 
and rage and unforgiveness, if you sow awkwardness and resentment, if you sow uh, destruction and bitterness and divisiveness, if you sow those things in your life, they will come into your life. They will fill your life. It will overflow in you. And you'll be saying, oh, please, God, take this away. And he'll be saying, actually, I can't because you sowed that. And if you sow it, you're going to harvest it. And that's where we want to try and persuade God that he doesn't abide by these principles. Hello. Oh, yeah, but Lord, I'm the, I, you know, you'll have mercy on me, won't you? He said, I'll have mercy on you all day long, but you sowed it. Have you wondered why sometimes people are just, we all know them, awkward people, people who get into all kinds of scrapes and situations. And why is it? It's because they've sown it in their lives. Now, I'm not saying everything that bad that happens in your life is deserving of you. That's not what I'm saying, so please don't quote me. What I'm saying is if you behave in a certain way again and again and sow it in your life, you can't be surprised when you reap that in your life. Everybody's excited in the house this morning. See, if you sow poverty of spirit and heart, you will find that. If you sow judgment, you will find yourselves accused. If you sow envy, you will reap discontent. If you sow division, you will reap isolation. They are the fruit of what you sow. And therefore, we have to decide how will I, what measure will I use with other people? Other people have hurt me. Well, I'm going to have to sow forgiveness. Because actually, I want to live in the harvest of peace. So it's not even about the person. It's about what I want to live in. I will sow generosity. Why? Because I want to live in the abundance of God's provision, not in a stingy-minded way. See, even rich people can be stingy, friends. Why? Because they haven't got a generous spirit. So they have all this stuff to enjoy, but they can't enjoy it because they have a stingy mentality. Why? Because they've sown it. They've accumulated possessions, but it hasn't really brought them any, any satisfaction because they're sowing stinginess. You can sow it, friends. It's in your life. It's, it, but you need to say, hey, I'm going to change how I measure my, my responses to other people. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. See, we think we can sow unforgiveness and still receive mercy from God at the communion table. But Jesus says, if you do not forgive, then I will not forgive you. Hello. His word won't be contradicted by our feelings. With the measure we use, he will measure it to us. And so we need to understand, friends, I'm going to use a measure. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes I come, let me be honest, I, sometimes I've come kicking and screaming to the throne of God and said, I have to forgive these people, don't I? And God's looked at me and said, well, it depends whether you want me to forgive you or not, Dave. Lord, I want to live in your grace and your mercy. Well, you better learn to exercise it, hadn't you, Dave? Because with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. See, somewhere in ourselves, church, we need to understand this principle. It's a big one. It's something that challenges us in our relationships and our circumstances with other people. James tells us, Jesus tells us to measure how we treat others, to sow love. The book of James says, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. I love that picture. Peacemakers who sow in peace, people who just come to bring uh, a generous response to people, they reap a harvest of righteousness in their lives and their circumstances. Peter writing to the church says this, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. <laughs> the measurement of the kingdom, love, covers over a multitude of sins. We're going to come to the communion table in a moment, and we're going to 
Rejoice in the love that has covered over a multitude of sins. That our sin has been forgiven. That our lives have been changed because God measured not judgment against us, but love out to our lives and to our circumstances. And so therefore, as we gather, we need to recognize we have to change how we measure toward our actions towards others. Some of us, the truth is, we have trouble with our finances because we've sown trouble for years. And now we want God to fix it all, but we've sown it for years. And all of a sudden, it's out of control. We can't get it right. God, please come and help me. And God's sitting there going, you sowed this. I'll help you, but actually the consequence of the harvest is coming. Some of us have relational difficulty because we've sown it for years. Some of us have physical difficulty because we've sown it for years. And we have to come before the Lord and say, Lord, please take it all away. And he says, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in your weakness. You need to start to sow something different in our lives. You need to measure how you act towards others so that you might have a different harvest. So I want you to think today about transforming your world. See, your world can change if you measure what matters. If you say, Lord, I'm going to live just with an awareness of the love of God in my life, what God has done for me. I'm going to measure my own attitude and actions. I'm going to look inside. I'm going to think about what what goes on in me and how I can change it so that I can measure something different. I'm going to think about and measure about how I act towards others. The measurement of the kingdom is love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Each one of us has to decide what we will sow so that we can reap what God has for us. Let's pray. Thank you for listening so patiently this morning to the word.